what is immoral for a girl should be moral for a man. What there is no sins of a woman and sins of a man. What is just for one gender should be just for the other one. We still fail as society to understand that the choice to either get married or not is an individual choice. It's not. It's not a feminine decision that we make or a societal decision. This is Christine and Chido. Tonight, it's just the two of us back again uh, and doing this. Uh, Chido, say hi. And then we have a very interesting topic to discuss tonight. Uh, Chido, say hi. Then I'll introduce you. <laughs> I've been asked to say hi. So I'm just going to say hi. Uh, good evening. Good uh, Good morning. Good afternoon. Depending with where you're listening from. Uh, I look forward to today's discussion. It's a bit unconventional in the sense that it's not... Um, it's not linked to what we normally talk about, you know, sustainable development, economic uh, growth and whatever. So it's really interesting. Okay, Chido, thank you for that. And tonight's topic, we are, dis- we are discussing about the African culture and gender issues. So it's us to do with like the gender stereotypes. We will go into the field of uh, like the feminist influence into, into the African culture. And we will also be uh, referring sometimes to our faith, to advise thought. But to begin uh, with, I want to like, give a context. So within the African culture, for instance, as a girl grows up, there are things that you'll be taught. And you'll be taught if, for you to become a good wife. Uh, so first point is that you become a wife. So the standard is already set. Uh, so when, for you to become a good wife, you must cook. Uh, and cook nice food. You must uh, wash clothes, do laundry a certain way. You must be able to take care of your man. From a young age, you're being groomed with a certain goal in mind. And then you also are expected to have children. Like when you grow up and then you have your own kids, you know, so it's expected that a woman will have kids. And then again, uh, a lot is not taken into account. For instance, uh, what if the girl in future is not able to bear kids? Or what if the husband, the man she gets married to, if she gets married, is not able to have kids? And then also, what about, what if they have the option not to have kids? Like, can they choose? And of course, I'm speaking from the perspective of a woman being a woman. But the thing is that, uh, for instance, when you go out here in, in a society any day, there are comments that will be made that are sexist. Uh, let's go even back to the African culture where someone, being, before being married, you'll be tested as whether you are virgin. So, and I remember this uh, studying from uh, my high school literature, uh, one of the books that we are covering, written and being taught in high school as literature, was attesting for before marriage on whether a girl was a virgin. The entire testing is done by men. Men supervise to determine whether a girl is a virgin. So there's a whole process where the man sleeps with a girl and then there has to be a test to see if she's a virgin. One the man is never tested to see he is a virgin because, again, uh, as you might have read somewhere, that when a man has many partners, they are stud. But if you are a woman, you are slut. Well, that's the language that has been used, uh, quoting other materials that have been written. And it's observed, like in such a transaction uh, where you're testing before marriage, it's a woman who is being tested. It's her being questioned on her purity. Who questions the man? So in, in summary, this is the kind of discussion we are having tonight. And there are many comments that will be made. You you hear someone um, being told if you're, if you're a woman and uh, you're getting to a certain age, people start saying you, you we are concerned about you, you know, because there's an age you get to where no man will look at you. 
you know, as if the very essence of this woman as she exists is is that that's the goal, you know. And also for men, you know, like the pressure is the same. Like you get to a certain age and then you start being told, you know what, you need to start thinking about settling down. And and if you are a woman, in fact, you'll be told, career is not all that. You need to start, you know, um, thinking about the future. And by future, this means marriage and children, you know. And it seems like uh, it's a very not questioned thing. Much will never be asked. In fact, it's much later that people have started criticizing things that uh, within my country, uh, Kenya, there's been something like wife inheritance where a man dies and then his brother or his relatives inherit this woman as their wife. And there's been such practices. There's no man who has ever been inherited as a husband. So it's such thought and to consider what some of these things mean. Chido, as you can tell, I'm very excited uh, speaking about these things. And Chido, I'll let you uh, give your perspectives and take it in whichever direction that you'd like. You have touched a lot of issues. You spoke about the issue of inheritance. And we also have got a different perspective in my culture where if a husband loses his wife, the family can also send another lady to stand in the place of the deceased, right? That's a, a whole discussion that we can have in another in another podcast. And then we have the issue where generally there's this whole concept of being asked, when are you going to get married? When are you, why are you not having children? Why have you decided to do this? And, and, and so forth. So I think I'm going to respond uh, specifically on that. And I'm also going to put a disclaimer in the sense that, number one, the the views that i'm going to share in this podcast today christine they do not represent the views of the majority and they are no in any way representing anyone but what i think as an individual and i know that in most cases like you have said earlier that some of our responses are going to be faith-based mainly because we can't talk about our social aspect of life without really talking about our faith because that is what makes us who we are so okay let me start by saying i think society is evolving and as society is evolving there are certain cultural practices or certain societal uh, practices or values that are yet to evolve so back then christine uh before industrialization happened right there were not really many jobs that were available on the market for both men and women so obviously you had a lot of women not working but pretty much being raised so that they could be mothers. Let's talk about the period during hunting, hunting and gathering, right? So obviously the duties of a, of a girl was to do gathering and the duties of a man was either to do farming or hunting during that period. There, was not ma- there were no white collar jobs. There were no lawyers and engineers and auditors and so forth. So the way of life for all African people was generally based, centered around family, and survival. So you would find that in that time, both girls and boys would be put in certain regiments when they get to Tinwood, where they will be taught how to be, you know, either a wife or how to be a husband. And that was the way of life. After that, you have your children, you do the same and you die. But with industrialization, and obviously now looking at it from an African perspective with colonization and everything, and then globalization, we started evolving, right? And we started having all these other jobs coming up and now people having to, you know, migrate to urban and to urban areas and start working and now have white collar jobs. And now we have got a lot of choices and then there is education. People now have to go to school for that, the formal education system. So obviously 
that needed society to change in terms of how we view these things uh, in respect of marriage and family and, and, and so forth. So now you find out that when a child is born into a family, whether male or female, in a normal family, they go to school, to a formal school where they are taught that you can be anything that you want to be in, a, in, in life. You can be a software developer, you can be whatever, right? Opportunities are becoming accessible for both male and female. So obviously at a young age, a, a girl now knows that they probably want to be, you know, a teacher before they think about marriage. The goal has changed from, you know, basically growing up and waiting for a time that you meet Prince Kaming and then getting married and then having your children to actually wanting to be something and bringing change into the society. And because of that, the focus has changed. But because society, societal norms and practices, they develop over time, we are still caught up in this whole concept that by the time you get to 25, whether you are male or female, you should be married, you should be thinking about having babies. And we fail to accept that sometimes it's okay for a person to decide that they just want to be single and not get married and not have children. Or they might just want to get married and have a partner and not have children because they are not emotionally capable of having or handling children. We still fail as society to understand that the choice to either get married or not is an individual choice. It's not, it's, it's not a family decision that we make or a societal decision. I make, a, I make a decision not to get married or to get married as Chino based on what I want to do with my life. And nobody needs to speak into that decision or contest that decision. Because some, it's not, I, I think the problem is we fail to understand that it's not everyone who's cut for marriage. It's not everyone who's cut for the family life. So if I realize that I lack the emotional capacity or development to actually have a family, I think it's good for me not to have a family. And the difference between our generations now and the generations to come and the generations before is that from a young age, the people before were taught the value of, you know, having a family and how to do it and all these other things. Those, are, those things are not taught in formal schools, Christine. So by the time I get to 25, I have no idea what to do as a married woman. And it's okay because I know what to do as a software developer. So if I then decide that I'm not emotionally built for marriage, at least people should allow my decision to just pursue my career or just stay single and not have anything going on. And then talking about children, because of the time that, of, because of the transition that happened from people, you know, now getting into the formal job system and having a lot of choices and, and, and chasing after opportunities and trying to feed families and all these other things, right? All families were fragmented, right? A lot of people grew up with an, in unhealthy setups, which ended up driving them to this conclusion that they are probably not emotionally capable of having children. And because those are the issues that we don't address, we just then go and attack a person for not having a child, for making that decision. Because society has not yet accepted that it's okay for a person to decide that they don't want to have children. I don't know if I have uh, probably poked anything of interest in mm -hmm. your mind. Mm -hmm. Chido, you have. And I like the perspective. Actually, yeah, as you noted, the topic is quite broad, which will break break down uh, even to speak about gender roles and the need to change them and or the need not to change them in the next discussion. But yeah, as you said, there is quite a bit of tie-in between the society, even today, and an individual's choices, uh, as, as you said. 
But even turning away from that also is the still there is no update uh, of people in how they perceive, not only just them wanting to be involved, for instance, uh, your cousins, your aunties, your uncles, uh, helping you to get married and suggesting that you get married. Other than that, there's also um, how someone will speak to a woman who has made a choice, for instance, that I want to be a lawyer and I want to pursue my studies and I want to do this and I want to be like a woman who is single and I am happy with that. There's still the perception of how you view such people. You look at them and say that you're very unfulfilled. You're, you're still just not right, you know, because you still are not meeting the society standard. I mean, so much so, Chido, that you find that even someone, you hear a man saying that if you want respect at work or even to get a promotion, you need to be a family man. You need to be a married man. So there's even uh, something that goes even further on to even the workplace, you know, and, and that's just for both genders. But even even so, even more than that also, uh, or even equal to that, is in the common street language when people are speaking to women or to men. So I, as a woman, uh, because that's the experience I have, there are comments that will be made. You're driving a nice car. A police person stops you uh, along the road and they ask you, uh, are you are you dating a married man or how come you're able to like be driving this car? So the assumption, first of all, is that there's no way you would for any reason, and I'm saying this because I've been asked, you're like, how is it that until today in 2021, you still don't imagine that I could be someone who is like a doctor who does this and is able to afford my lifestyle, that I need a man? Or a common phrase that happens is that someone, you'll be buying something, and as a woman, someone will make a comment and tell you, you know, uh, the price is what it is, it's as expensive. But you can always call uh, your backup plan with a man to come and pay this for you. And you know, I don't know if this is the, the perception that I know this is a might be a unique situation of my society. And I know other places are quite different. But as there's been moving forward of thought, of education, of how school systems are conducted, still the way people speak, the way people seem to have perception, it's still, I think for me, that's what I'm still saying. It's a culture that is inherently sexist or it's that uh, people have not like caught up with their thought patterns of their perceptions with what the reality is. Sorry, Christian, but you know what? I've just realized, I, I'm reminded actually of something, right? I'm going to talk about two, two scenarios, right? This is based on my own personal experiences. Number one, Every time my, some of my aunties call me, the first question that they ask me is, when are you getting married, right? I find that very offensive because nobody takes into account the fact that I'm still studying, right? In this, it doesn't matter if it's post-grad, but I'm still studying, right? Number one. Number two, nobody takes into account the fact that maybe I don't want to get married at all. Number three, Nobody is sensitive enough to think maybe I am just coming out of a bad break. You know, I had a relationship that didn't work out and I'm not, I'm not doing well with the, with the heartbreak. But so that question comes off as a reminder of probably trying to say to you, you are empty in a way, or you are a half, uh, you are a half full glass. So to, is to give another analogy. And then the second scenario, Christine, 
I have always openly talked to my friends about how I personally believe in the institution of marriage and how I see myself getting married someday and just, you know, putting my family first. And I've been judged for thinking like that because uh, apparently the modern woman thinks that's very medieval, of which I think that the problem that's happening is some of us are caught in a, in, in, in a web where society is asking you why you're not yet married at this age. And you probably just haven't found that person you think you're, you want to spend your, your life with. And on the other hand, you've got another culture that is that I'm going to call emerging and modern culture, which is telling you that, you know what, marriage is not all that. It's not important. You, you, can, you can as well not get married. And if you decide to get married and put your married life first or your family life first, we are going to judge you because that's not what a modern woman does. You see the problem. So I feel like we're a society that is so hypocritical in a way, because either way, we're just trying to, we are so empty as individuals. We are so broken as a society that we just want to perpetuate that emptiness in everybody else. So if I come to you, Christine, and I realize that you are not married, but you've got a booming career, I'm going to say to you, why are you not married? You know. Don't you think because you're a woman or because you're a guy, you at this age, you're supposed to be married. And if I realize that you've got, you know, your married life that is going on and you are, you are probably happy in that situation and you are just an average lawyer. My question is, why did you spend your time going to law school, being a lawyer when you wanted to get married? So the problem is we are not allowing people to make their own choices based on whatever preferences that they have. And we, 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 we were a society that meddles so much into people's affairs that we don't know where to draw the line between personal life and public life. And another thing, I think because of especially this now, this movement that I call modern culture, which basically is saying, you know what, um, middle finger to, to, to marriage, middle finger to having children and having, you know, a family life. Let's just do this. Let's just live as individuals and let's just, you know, have our own independence. We now have a lot of unhappy people who are single and unhappy people who are probably married because of the, 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 the traditional culture that says you have to be married. What do I mean by that? There are a lot of people who decided to put so much focus in their careers and be, you know, those people that are associated with their careers and whatever, thinking that it was going to fill the void for companionship because they were so indoctrinated to believe that as a person, you are not defined by your partner or whether you've got kids, which is very true, Christine. Nobody is defined by their status, just as how you're not defined by your success. The question becomes when we put away marriage, children, your job, money, status, affluence, who are you as a person? That's what defines you. So because of that, and they had this, you know, negative perspective with family and all that, they ended up getting to the top and realizing, actually, I wanted to get married, but I didn't. And sometimes it's too late. You know, I've, I've read a lot of posts on social media because people then come out of people who regret not getting married when they had a chance to. And then there are people who decided to get married because of peer pressure, because of society, because they were, they'd gotten tired of their aunties and uncles asking them to talk for why they are not married. And they ended up with unhappy marriages, just settling for the person that was available, not taking enough time to actually choose a partner for themselves. And maybe still on the subject of choosing partners for themselves, I think what makes this, uh, this, uh, this society now different from what was happening in the past years. In the past, you know, there were so many ways of getting married 
And in some cultures, you could have, um, you know, your parents arrange marriage for you to a guy and you learn to love that guy as you get married. I don't understand how that concept works. But now we are a generation that, have, that has choices. You, you get what I mean? So the process from when I think I'm ready to get married to the time when I actually get married takes longer because I go through dating and courtship where I'm actually sitting down to evaluate if that person is compatible with me. This is something that people in the past didn't have. And because society is still hinged on the fact that at 18, you are supposed to be married, we forget that now people have choices. People have got um, options. So there is still that gap that needs to be closed. Uh, Chido, I like what you're saying, because here are, it's between a rock and a hard place that you find yourself in modern day, where there's this society where on one hand, there's a pull towards you need to live up to the tradition of your grandmother and your mother and possibly uh, your aunties, uncles, who feel like for you to settle down, and this is almost like a majority vote, is that on one hand, is that you need to settle down quickly and settling down means you need to get married. And then on the other hand, there's a pull that tells you, no, 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 throw away, away with that. And this is now what you do. You forsake anything that has to do with marriage or anything that ties you down. And, okay, I think for the listeners, the point to note is that none of those is now what should define uh, what is the right thing. Personally, I think, I mean, marriage is the foundation of a family and the family is the foundation of the society. In honesty, there's no way a child without a family and a place that they can uh, call home will grow up to be these responsible adults that we've been speaking about development. You need, they need that stability. And so I think a family is important. But at what point, who determines that you should, at this age, be getting married and you're less than if you don't? Or for someone else to define and say, uh, you are a failure in your career because you took a path where now you decided to be a stay-at-home parent. Then again, those two cannot be well-defined. But then the thing is that whichever choice you settle for, you just need to own it up. Just take it and decide, you know what, this is what I've chosen for myself. But then again, uh, as Chido, you say, our culture is very intrusive. It's almost as if, if you mind your own business, it bites you. Okay, first, I'm going to, I'm going to echo what you said, that family is important. It's the, it's the nuclear for coming up with a very functional society. There was a statistics that was done in the U.S. and they realized because the U.S. has got a lot of single single parent uh, families and child dead families because of a lot of all these other things that they have, uh, the problems that they have as a society. And they realized that this study realized that the majority of people that are drug addicts that are probably incarcerated, they didn't grow up in fully functioning families. And... As a result of that, this is also the reason why they've got so much gun violence and whatever, because you grow up in, a, in a, an environment that is not conducive for a young child and you start learning, you know, how to act up like that or how to act out like that in a violent manner or decide to do, you know, crime or drugs or whatever. And I think that's very true because, you know, growing up in a, in a very dysfunctional family can be very traumatic for every other child out there. 
And I feel that those are some of the things that we need to consider as individuals when we make decisions like, I'm just going to have a child. Because believe it or not, even if you're a guy and you think you can single-handedly raise your own daughter, it's possible, but there is always going to be a need for that feminine quality or that feminine perspective that a mother gives that you're not going to be able to give. Similarly, the reason why I started with the guy's perspective is because if I started from a single mother's perspective, I promise you I was going to receive a backlash from a lot of people. Yes, it's possible to raise your child, male child, both male and female, as a single mother, but there's always that paternal perspective that is important that you are not able to give your child. And these are facts. So before we make all those decisions, I'm just going to have a child, I don't want to do this. We need to think about the long-term consequences and not just buy into what pop culture is telling us that it's doable now. And another thing, I think what's very important to learn at a very young age is that we need to be whole and we need to be independent as human beings. Basically say that I don't, if I'm a whole person as Chilo, I don't need my job to define me. I don't need my relationship to define me or family or marriage. So if I'm satisfied with my wholeness as a person without any other external whatever, and I'm happy as my own person, I think I'm able to make a decision that is best for me. There are a lot of people who decided that they are going to get married, not because they are built for marriage, not because they want to get married, but simply because these people feel they are half full unless and until they get married. And there are people who are staying in abusive situations because they think they are half full if they are not with another person. And it comes back again to this whole concept that when you're growing up in a family, what is your family feeding you? Are they telling you that you become a full human being when you are married or when you are tied to somebody else? You see. So I'll give you I'll give you an example of my own family, right? I for the majority of my life, I, I grew up with my mom as a single parent, right? And I watched my mom handle single-handedly raise the family and do all these other things. And that gave me some form of, you know, I can be independent. I do this. I don't need a man to, to help me do that. Which brings me to my afternoon very funny story. Me and my my friend, we were busy, you know fixing our door because i can do that i can unscrew and rescrew a door because i don't need a man to do that you understand just as how my brother doesn't need a woman or a wife to cook for him because he can do that he grew up in a family that made him do that so as a result our our reasons for marriage are becoming fundamentally different from those of people of maybe from old or whatever because they, they were taught just the, what, what makes a woman, like the feminine qualities of marriage, but they were not taught how to be independent, you see. So I gave a perspective of my family. So I will tell you that my mom has never pressurized me when it comes to marriage. She has never asked me when I'm going to get married. She's okay with my decision to either get married or stay single because that's what she believes in. It's the extended family that decides to be very intrusive and try to ask me about when I'm getting married, if I'm in a relationship, or if 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 I am going to get married, at what point, when should they get ready? When I have gotten, like, you, it gets to a point where you get so tired of being asked the same question. And you know that if this person is calling me, their question is going to be, so when have you decided to get married? You see now. Mm -hmm. And then 
there's another person who grows up in a family where their fam their parents are codependent so much that they feel that they cannot function as an individual without a partner so by the time they get to 16 they're already thinking about getting married and you can't blame them for that you blame how a person is raised ultimately so i think the challenge that i'm putting to society right now is with the children that we have now the younger generation and whatever let's try to teach them to be independent as individuals that they are whole they are complete they don't need any extra activity or any extra whatever to qualify them everything that happens after you know having a job that pays you well or you know getting married or finding a partner or having children or whatever it's just going to be a cherry topping on the whole cake that has already been completed and is fine on its own. Okay, Chita, those are very good comments. And I like what you say, like uh, your brother is brought up not to take any sexist role or something where he's told uh, your sister is the only one who can go to the kitchen and make you a sandwich. Well, yourself, you can fix things. And I think that's the challenge uh, for the society. And that's not just teaching. It's, it's important to train every single thing that, a person can do as a human being, give equal chance to all, all the kids to be able to learn that. But also even more is to teach their thought patterns, not just that you can cook for yourself, but also how you should be your sister or how you should be your brother. So for instance, because for me, and I think I keep bringing this up again and again, is the stereotypes that keep coming up, you know, like someone will even genuinely honestly they may not mean to be to be rude they they just have this thinking where you imagine because she is a girl then it's automatic that abc is what happens no it's not so what what needs to be done i think is someone to know someone as an individual so that there's no general language that someone speaks about that men are like this men are uh, you know trash like even that statement, where would it be coming from? Or women are just uh, sex objects. No one should ever think in that way. And I think for me, that's where even the initial discussion, I was telling children should have this discussion, is for perceptions. Like your thoughts, they, they just need to see people as people, not to look at someone and just think you are weak because of this. No. What if you met children, she can fix that door? What would you say to that, you know? And or if you met someone who really enjoys, you know, like making a meal and you're telling them you're not manly enough because your wife should be the one cooking, what would you do with that? And so I think that's my challenge. And I think if you ask me from my own observations, we are very, very far off, uh, especially in the society that I live in. We are still very, very sexist. Things will be said. They'll be perpetuated. Someone will speak about it as if it's a fact that you're a woman and you need to get married, otherwise you're lonely. They, they say it in a factual way. As if, you know, like this is a script they're reading of a holy book. And then also you hear someone say something else, even a, a, about a man, that because you're a man, this should be what you're doing with your life. And you think, how? how? How did you then arrive at this conclusion? You meet a girl and you say, oh, you know, if, if you have a reputation of, you know, like having many partners and therefore this is the kind of person you are and you never make the same comment about a man. If everyone, if you're going to speak about sexual uh, purity or morality, should cut across. What is immoral for a girl should be moral for a man. What There's no 
sins of a woman and sins of a man. What is just for one gender should be just for the other one. And I, I speak so passionately about this because I think, as I've said, the society I live in, there are sins of a woman which are not the sins of a man. There are virtues that a woman should have which you should not be lazy, you should not be careless, you should not be certain things because you are a woman, but a man is not told that. So there's what are vices of a woman, extreme vices which you frown upon, which a man with equal vices will never be frowned upon. And I think that's the challenge that oh, from where I'm coming from. Chido, you can make your closing remarks, and then next week we'll possibly have a more uh, in-depth discussion, especially when it's comes to something like gender roles, what, what are those, who defines them, where should they come into play? Thank you so much. Uh, I think in closing, I'm going to obviously emphasize that in our next conversation, which is next Sunday, we're going to definitely talk about gender roles because I feel like they're very important to really like, you know, talk about. Uh, and I, I do appreciate what you said uh, about morality and purity it having to be a, uh, a cross-cutting issue regardless of gender, you understand. And in that moment, I'm grateful that I am, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm Christian because, I, I, because of that, I come from a society that really frowns upon sexual immorality of any kind from both genders. So if you are like, if we are going to talk about sexual purity, we are talking about it from a human perspective and not whether you are female or you are male. I'm excited because I see a change in terms of perception because we come from, you know, traditionally polygamous situations, right? Where a man is allowed to have 25 wives and a woman can only, you know, can only have one husband. The fact that we are now so much emphasizing on, on monogamy for both parties makes me realize how progressive the society is, like the society is becoming. But let's not be blindsided and also fail to consider that there are also societies that are so much for what they call polyandry. You know, I've, I, I was so surprised when I realized that there are societies that actually, you know, allow women to have so many husbands and husbands it's the reverse of what we are used to here in africa from that perspective you realize that already that's a cultural issue but right now because of you know the marriage acts that we now have that say you are supposed to be married to one wife if you if you don't then that's adultery and if that's bigamy you get arrested and you get to compensate somebody in terms of damages and whatever i feel like that's also changing you know the perception that people have when it when it regards to the issues of purity but again i think we as a society need to stop being intrusive and accept that there are certain issues that are very sensitive there are certain issues that are based on personal choice and i am allowed to make a choice regardless of whether it makes sense or not because i think what i need to leave our listeners with is we are not trying to debate the sensibility or lack of, of some of the choices that people make. But we're just saying over and above, let a person be allowed to make a choice that works for them. As long as it's not inconveniencing anyone within the society, I think I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to make that choice, especially with, with regards to children, marriage, family, and all these other career-related issues.
that's yeah. probably what I would say. Okay, uh, Chido, thank you very much. And to our listeners, you can leave your comments because there are some things that you touched on which you may disagree with, especially because it's a very it's a topic that draws a lot of emotion and that there's as many different perceptions as they are people. Uh, but our, our whole, I hope for me, what someone should take is that the same way when someone has killed someone and you're taken to court as a murderer, someone doesn't stop and look and wonder, uh, is it a man or is it a woman? And now, uh, you know, like this is someone who is, it, it's um, you don't ask and give a more lenient uh, perception because of their gender. The same way, like if it's gender-based violence, women can be as violent as men are. So, so just looking at a person and saying this is a woman, so even if she has been brought to the police station for having beaten a man, you say the man deserves it. Like, how does the man deserve it without if just because it's a woman who beat them up? So, and because now what really that has done is that just making decisions based on someone's gender seems to be biased. And I hope someday, uh, like maybe the fair administrative action or administrative laws will be able to you know, like make it clear, even bring up such issues and say that there should be fair administrative action despite someone's gender. I, I wanted to say, you know, you've, you've just introduced one of my, like my very favorite issues with regards to gender, the whole concept of, you know, gender stereotypes in, in respect of, you know, crimes and violence and whatever. And I feel like, this is something that we should should as a better effect speak about in our next podcast session as we talk about gender roles because that's a very sensitive subject um especially from my perspective my experience in the justice in the criminal justice system it's a very uh bad stereotype that is still ongoing and it's very sensitive that's why we realize that most men don't even come up that they've been abused they've been raped they were they've been battered there by their wives or whatever Cool, Chido, if we keep on, uh, we may just never end this discussion. Thanks, everyone, and for now, we say goodbye.